Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Not sure if you guys are seeing the latest housing information, but it is becoming painfully clear to more and more people that my housing call about the bottom is going to be proven correct. Just yesterday, Altos Research put out some content about or data about the end of January, and it is shocking. First and foremost, new listings continue to fall. Remember folks, we have people that are locked into interest rates that will not be moving. To me, a lot of these folks are going to be like um, sort of those Section 8 housing in New York where once you get approved, you never leave. I think that is going to be the US housing market for years to come. People that would ordinarily sell simply will not and they will stay put. So again, listings down. Second, available or active listings down. Folks, they are now at 466, 466,000 down again. And more importantly, inventory down, new listings down, pending home sales are up. You could argue in early January it was a blip, but now it is four weeks in a row. Pendings are going up. So again, I ask you, if pendings are going up, less inventory on the market and less new inventory coming on the market, what do you think that means? It means housing bottom. I called it, it is now becoming evident. Now let's talk about Price drops, price drops are still a part of the market. Roughly one in three homes have a price drop. Remember, we call some of these wish pricing, right? Because they were just listed at you know, June or July prices. That's just not where we are in the market today. Uh, in addition, we are seeing multiple offers, but we are not seeing multiple offers like February and March, which is good, which is healthy. We are seeing multiple offers where some of the offers, if not many of the offers, are under asking. We are not seeing the crazy bidding wars of 10, 20, 50,000, and that is good. We need a healthy market. Now, lastly, I am not calling for a rocket ship off the bottom. Just because I am calling the housing bottom and being proven correct does not mean V-shaped recovery. In fact, I would be shocked if we do much more than 4 million transactions. That is a lot less than six and a half. So housing bottom, let me know. Let me know in the comments below. What is happening in your buy box? What is happening in your area? New listings, price drops, pendings, what's going on? Maybe in your area, inventory is exploding. Maybe in your market, there is no inventory. Do me a favor, folks. Let me know in the comments below. Let me know which state or maybe state and city you're in. I'd just love to hear from you. Folks, it looks like Tesla's price cuts are having an immediate impact on the competition. BMW was first, now 
uh, Ford. Ford has cut the price on their Mustang Mach-E. And get this, folks. Ford will not make money on their EV vehicles. So Tesla is punishing their competitors. Remember, we've talked about Tesla having some of the fattest margins. And then taking a large discount takes their fat margins and cuts them in half. But they're still positive. Now their competition is going to have to cut from low single digits profit to negative. That is not a long run process. Losing money on every car you make, not good. So Tesla is forcing the competition to react and it is having the desired impact. Pretty crazy. Uh, we did hear from another uh, manufacturer today, Philips. They're cutting 6,000 people. Uh, they are on a path to restore profitability. The reason I wanted to bring this up is remember, I have been warning or cautioning you that a lot of the first round of layoffs is never deep enough. I have unfortunately been through several recessions, one of which I personally had to make hard choices. And the first cuts are never enough. They're never deep enough. So Phillips 6,000 comes after they cut 4,000. I am afraid many companies will unfortunately have to have a second round of cuts. So let's talk about a soft landing. You have heard me talk about a soft landing going from 2% to 15, but what is a soft landing? What do I think a soft landing is? Well, I have three things that characterize a soft landing in my opinion. These are just my opinion. One, we do not have negative GDP in any quarter. Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4 of 2023, no negative GDP. That is one. Number two, our unemployment rate does not get out of hand. As of the last reading at 3.5, we will get a new reading on Friday where expectations are 3.7. As long as unemployment stays below 4.5 by the end of the year, I could call that a soft landing. And the third and final characteristic of what I think makes a soft landing is inflation by the end of the year is under 4%. Now, there are lots of inflation measures. I am talking CPI headline. CPI headline was the one that just a few months ago was 9.1. So again, CPI headline under four. Unemployment not over 4.5 and no negative GDP growth all year. To me folks, that would be called a soft landing. Don't know if we're gonna get it, but I thought I would add the criteria for my 15% chance call. So let's talk about Jerome Powell. On Wednesday, Jerome Powell at 2.30 Pacific will get in front of a microphone and we need to figure out, is he going to be cranky or is he going to be calm? I personally believe he's going to come out and be Jackson Hole cranky, succinct to the point as he is not happy with what he has seen go on in the stock market, in the bond market, and frankly, the jobs market. So. I'm going to I'm going to want to hear did the group consider 50 basis points. Now that obviously says that they raised a quarter. It has been my call for months that they'll raise a quarter, why change now? 
but I want to hear from Jerome Powell. Did the committee actually talk about doing 50 or was everybody on board with 25? Number two, is another rate hike in the cards? Will he say something like more, more to come, another one in March? I believe we have the final rate increase on March 14th. Will Jerome Powell say that another one is in the cards or it is coming or whatnot? He might also say, if I flip the coin over, the data is improving on inflation. The leading indicators are showing this or that. Lastly, will they talk about cuts in 2023? The dot plot that we saw last month clearly showed no, but has someone on the committee changed their mind? Are they considering potentially having cuts in 2023? So Bill McBride, a wonderful gentleman. He's been on my channel a couple of times. He's a great follow on Twitter. He talked about housing inventory going down 1.4% week on week. We are actually up, up 71.5% from last year. The end of January and February of 2022 were the most bonkers time in the real estate market, February and March. That's when interest rates were 3% and people were going crazy. So again, inventory down 1.4%. I'm sorry, yeah, down 1.4% week on week, up 71% year on year. But get this, inventory today is 43% below 2019. 2019 is considered the last pre-pandemic year. That is why it is an interesting compare. So roughly speaking, we have half the inventory that we had in 2019. Realtor.com with some interesting housing data. Median asking price, now again, asking price, not sale price, asking price, up 7.3% year on year. Piper Sandler, chief global economist at Wall Street says, people are expecting this to be like 2008 and it's actually like 1973 and 1974. Folks, I've been highlighting 73 and 74 to you for over a year, maybe even 18 months. Remember, we've created what was the 52 is now the 53 year spreadsheet. Go get it, it's free. It's on uh, my free course in the bonus section. Again, look at 73, look at 74. In housing, I actually think it's 1981. Let's talk about a couple of earnings. Uh, NXP Semi, weak forecast. Whirlpool, Whirlpool, remember we wanted to talk about Whirlpool. Strong guidance, head expectations and gave strong guidance. The consumer is still strong. Harmonic, which is a video delivery software company, gave weak guidance. I've been highlighting for a month and a half, two months now that software, software and SaaS is in trouble. It is a tough, they have some tough compares. Customers are cutting services, cutting maintenance, it's pretty bad. And then SoFi. SoFi beat top line, beat bottom line, and, and good for Sophie. SoFi, sorry, SoFi. They are expected to turn cash flow positive and profitable by the end of 2023. They will be income profitable, their expectation, by Q4 of 2023, which is six months earlier than previously thought. And then finally, Apple. 
Apple on Wednesday, I believe they report, is expected to report their first revenue decline since 2019. Again, it's expected, it's not a concern. What I will be looking for from Apple is three things. What are they forecasting? What are they forecasting for their phones and PCs, their computers, Macs? Now remember, Apple doesn't usually forecast. I don't believe, at least not how most companies do. I will be interested. Apple is the last tech stalwart standing. Will Apple talk about layoffs? Will they talk about uh, office consolidation? Will they talk about products being delayed? And then finally, what am I looking for from Apple? Are there any highlights on what is coming? So folks, that is a great day. Also, I wanna highlight a couple of things. Do me a favor, if you have a question for me, leave a comment below. I'm looking for some ideas that I can riff on while I'm on this trip. Leave a comment below with a question. If I like it, I may answer it. I'll give you a shout out. Folks, have a wonderful day. This is your daily financial news. Like, subscribe, comment, and have a wonderful day.